0: And Hoyt Pierre, oh, wow! Bring on! Kane goes for it oh, What a goal! From Harry Kane! Here's Lucas Moore Oh, they've done it! I cannot believe it! Oh, Stevie Wonder, Stevie Bergman, Romero scores! for Tottenham Husker! song goes on and scores quite wow,
3: remarkably. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you're getting very, very safe and well. You know, at this moment I just want to hand over. And you want we'll to take this over? We've been discussing you doing the intro of the last one of Spurs. Do you want Andy Costa, kick us off. Go on, man. Let's hear it. Come on. Hello
4: and welcome to the last word on Spurs. Hope you're keeping safe and well out there. Yes, uh, we're all good at the moment. Uh yeah. And you can find us on Audio Boom, Spotify, YouTube. Um, where else are we going, Rick? It's good, good, man, isn't Throw <laughs> in iTunes, throw iTunes in God, nah, go on, at least at, at You, least you kick it off, son. You kick it off, son. You kick it off.
3: We are here, of course, for a big North London Derby preview. God, what a North London Derby we've got coming your way. I think we can all safely say we would have rather, rather gone into this under better circumstance in terms of points as to where Spurs are standing. But listen, still a massive game. Huge, huge night coming your way Thursday evening. We've got some wonderful guests joining us on the last one on Spurs. There you go. First up, he's brought himself into the picture already. We've got the wonderful Anthony Costa back on last one on Spurs, and lovely to have you here. How are you?
4: Uh, yeah, it's good to see you, Rick, mate. Good to see Frank. Good to see Michael as well. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good one tonight. Um, a positive one because we're going to be positive because we, know we don't know the result. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to it, getting into it, and um, yeah, just love love the show and love. To, I'm glad to be back.
3: Always a pleasure, mate. Always a pleasure. Love to have this man back. Now, um, Thursday is a very special night for him in particular. I just hope Spurs do deliver on what's his birthday. night. I hope you won't mind me saying that. Frankie Major, I'm hoping, mate, it's going to be a very, very happy birthday for you. How are you feeling, Frank?
2: Well, I'm feeling confident, but it's just a shame that we're not going into this game where a win would take us into a position where it put it back into our own hands. That's the only downfall, but um, I'm looking forward to a long day. Um, a few of us are going to get together early, as you can imagine, and it could either be the best birthday, um, if the result <laughs> goes the right way, or it could be horrendous and I could be going home <laughs> in tears. Um, but, we, as Ant said, we must remain positive. Um, we've got a fantastic home record against Arsenal in recent years. When was the last time they beat us? Was it seven years ago in a league game at home? Um, first North yeah. London derby with away fans in a new stadium, which is incredible considering it's been open for over three years now. Um, first packed house, North London Derby. Uh, we had 2,000 fans there last time, but this is going to be something special. And I just know that our fans are going to show up and turn out and make it atmospheric. It's going to be unbelievable, but we just need the result to match what will be an incredible night at, at the new stadium.
3: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I, now, I, must um... say,
4: I must say, Rick, before you introduce our next guest, watching football with Mr Major is the funniest thing <laughs> in the world. It's... it's a it, it's just brilliant, mate. It's that he kicks every every ball, he heads every ball.
2: I couldn't sit down mate. on on Saturday. We <laughs> we went to the corner pin Beaver Town, mate. and it, we had a bench with Lily White Rose, John Wenham, who's obviously a part of the show, and, and a few of us. And I could not <laughs> sit <laughs> down. I can't sit down. I stood against the bin in the corner, didn't I? <laughs> it and uh, I was very very emotional after probably two two pints. So uh, yeah, I, I kick every ball. It's it's, my, it's what we do, ain't though, isn't
4: it? I know, mate. Passion, oh, passion. I'll tell passion. you what.
3: Thursday night, what we got in store? This man, please have him back on. You normally see him during transfer season, keeping us updated. So it's lovely to get him back on for what is a massive game. And I will say he's very, very excited. We'll find out if he's a bit nervous as well. We've got the wonderful Michael Bridge, Sky Sports' very own Michael Bridge. Mike, let me be back on. How are you doing, my friend?
5: Always oh, great to be on here. Um, yeah, Thursday, it's, um, it's must-win. And then we're then we all Geordies. So I think it's as simple as that, really. I've got to do the job as well. That horrible midday kickoff against Burnley. Oh. Yeah, but um, I'm, I really want Tottenham fans to play a big part Thursday, the twelfth man and all that. You know, yep. I've, 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 it's the best statement for me around, but sometimes I feel the atmosphere can be better. Let's make it better Thursday.
3: Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Must just start, uh, Frankie. Very kindly brought it on just a second ago. That um, a quick shout out to our sponsors now, Beaver Town Cornerpin. Obviously, that's bang opposite the South Stand. They're doing some amazing screenings of all Spurs televised away games. They've got that brilliant home went away feature. But of course, don't forget, you can go there, you know, pre-match. It is absolutely rocking. Uh, I must say, you know, Frank, you know, has been down there recently, as has John Wenham. I think we've all gone down there at some point this season. Really great place to start the atmosphere. You've got some, you know, great music that goes on pre-match. You've got the gimme, gimme, gimme. I know Lee McQueen loves the club special, so we'll be keeping that going. And even you've got some smoke cannons off when Spurs are <laughs> scoring, when we're not playing Nuno Ball, which we had for a period of the Conte well, over the last this, few that, games. That.
4: God. That's what happened. I didn't realise why. Right? We scored the other night. The screen went blank and they started fire cans. I was like, I said to the DJ, I started shouting, go, put the football back on, put the football back on. Before you know it, it was back on. I was like, I didn't get it. didn't get that. But it was fun. It was fun. And of course, you've got
3: the whole Beaver Town range exclusively available to you. And of course, Lee McQueen, we know Lee's on the laser crush at the moment, but he told me he's going to be off it on Thursday night. So, uh, yeah, Lee McQueen, that's going to come on last one on Spurs straight after the game. There is going to be a show on Thursday. Don't ask me how we're going to do it, but we are going to find a way to do it, depending on whatever everyone's mood's going to be and how many drinks that we've all had down our next. So we'll come on to that later on. But um, guys, listen, big preview. Mike, let's start with you. I just want to know your thoughts on Spurs' current form going into the North London Derby. How are you feeling about Spurs overall at the moment? I don't
5: know, Ricky. I think mean, this is the answer. I mean, do you know what? In a funny way, I I, I didn't... I know it's like after the Lord Mayor's show, you said, I didn't expect a paste in Thursday, Sunday, uh, Saturday, because I. you know how much I, I think of Antonio Conte and how he sets up and what we did at Manchester City. So Saturday's performance for me wasn't a shock, but it was a strange one. How do you feel after it? Because you know... It's probably a point isn't enough, whereas we did so well, you know, uh, and should have won it in the ends. But unfortunately, probably going to end up looking back on Wolves at home, Southampton at home, Brighton at home, you know those games. Burnley away, Brentford away. We can talk about you know Arsenal playing a weird Chelsea on that Wednesday. Fernandez taking that penalty for United. West Ham having one eye on the Europa League. Yeah, I get all that but you need to do your job first. And essentially, we might not have done enough. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. Um, but, you know, it's a cliche, but form is going out the window Thursday. These players know what they need to do. It's a humongous game. Let's make that place rocking.
3: Yeah, totally agree. Uh, we will come on to Frankie in a bit about the atmosphere. I know he's working very hard behind the scenes to see if there is a way of building that atmosphere, of course, ahead of a huge game and for the rest of the season and also into next. Frankie, coming over to you, we know Arsenal currently occupying that fourth spot, a two-point advantage. And obviously, ahead of Spurs. And, you know, these last two games to come after these, you're going to hope that it's still in Spurs' hands. And we know, obviously, having lost three on the bounce, Arsenal have secured victories away to Chelsea, then subsequently at home to Manchester United, whereas Spurs lost home to Brighton, drew away to Brentford. You feel those games really have been well, they've been crucial in this race for the top four. How do you feel going into it, Frank? Because we saw a really, really strong performance from Spurs at Anfield, but probably not the result we would have wanted under the circumstances of Arsenal winning against Leeds on that Sunday.
2: Of course. And it's just so disappointing that we're not within touching distance and we're going to be relying on Everton and a Newcastle side who have been rejuvenated or a different side under Eddie Howe to the one they were under Steve Bruce. But they still got beaten 5-0 on the weekend, albeit by one of the best teams in the world. But that's who we're relying on, um, which is unfortunate and, and obviously, I know Everton beat Leicester on the weekend away from home, but they've got the worst record away record in the league this season. So, uh, echoing what Bridgie said, it's disappointing that we've dropped points in games that we shouldn't have, um, even a Southampton home game where we were leading after 72 minutes. Um, you look at the last-minute goal against Brighton, if that hadn't gone in, we would be three points behind with a, a much greater goal difference, with the opportunity to, to bring it back into our hands on Thursday. So. The fine margins uh, of this league, in, in most cases, look at the, the, the title race we've had this season and, and the relegation battle and, and the, the the European places, how close it's been. And I just feel with Spurs, it always seems that the way, whether we were, or, or rather when we were going for titles under Pochettino, mm. we was always just that little bit out from who we were trying to chase. Um, whatever battle we were in, we always just seemed to trip ourselves over. And it is so unfortunate. Um, however, being reflective... If you look at the turnaround this club has made since um, the, the days of Nuno and 3-0 loss at home to Manchester United, I think Conte's um, got the third-most points in the league since he took over. Um, I think the second or third-most goals scored, It's there's been a massive sea change and, and it's encouraging. And obviously, if we can keep Conte this summer and, and get some more Benson calls and some more Kulusevskis and, and some more Romeros into the squad, then the future looks bright for Spurs. But I just feel that... It, if we don't do it this season and we miss out by a point on Champions League, then it's a kick in the teeth and we've done it to ourselves, Rick. But with the actual game, not, not talking about what the outcome could be and the permutations for the race for the top four, um, I think we'll beat Arsenal. I've never been this confident in a long time. And I think it's a lot of it is down to the fact that it being the first North London derby at home in the new stadium um, will make all the difference. And the, the the crowd can certainly, as Bridget said, be a 12th mm-hmm. man. And I think they will be, um, particularly with it being an evening game that always makes it more atmospheric. And um, I just hope and pray that we can do our job against Berg- Burnley in, in the game after and, and even Newcastle, whatever, and do us a favour. But unfortunately, Rick, I'm, I'm not holding my breath. You know, I'm not, not, not holding on so much there, but we will see, mate. I think Everton will be safe by the final game. P- yeah,
5: possibly. Possibly.
2: It's just, if you look at the last four games that Arsenal have had, I mean, the, the Chelsea game, when have you seen Chelsea give goals away like that to, to us, for instance? Quite,
5: quite a contrast to Battle of the Bridge, isn't it? Quite a contrast.
2: Of course. Of course. And then Bruno Fernandes taking that penalty and missing. United mm. in the ascendancy. there. The a goal disallowed by VAR. Then you go got the West Ham game, The rub-holding handball in the build-up to, to, I think it was the second goal. How VAR not pick that up? And then what are Leeds doing on, on the weekend? In the first minute, you get gifted a goal like that. And I hope that the stars haven't aligned for Arsenal and that, you know, they seem to be getting that run of luck, which we haven't had yet. So hopefully that luck runs out for the last three games of the season.
3: Yeah, fingers crossed. And coming over to you, I mean, I know this is going to make you feel sick and I think it all makes us feel, yeah, ill to know that. Obviously, Mm -hmm. Arsenal, if they were to beat Spurs, of course at home, it would then mean they would qualify for the Champions League. You've always been one that talks about, you know, the club needing to show mental strength, the players needing to show mental strength. Just how much of that is going to be a concern in that stadium for the fans, for the players, the fact that Arsenal going into this game not really needing to win, they can afford to get a draw. And that pretty much, you would say, barring a disaster for them, it probably may end up securing their top four finish. How do you feel Ant, going into that, knowing an Arsenal win would seal the top four for them?
4: I think I think it's um, as, as the lad said. The form goes out the window. It's it's war. If we were sitting eighth and they were sitting fourth or fifth going into Champions League, we still need to stop them getting Champions League football. And and the fact that we're fifth uh, by four points and they're they're just they're obviously in fourth above us, that should excuse the pun that should spur them on. Once they cross that white line on on Thursday night at, at the Lane or the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, if you want to call that now. But um, they've, they've got to be they have got to be ready for battle. And I think Conte will set them up for that. I think you saw it against Liverpool. Uh, I was, I said, uh, many times with Frank the other night. Um, and we kept saying, we, who's going to make a mistake? Which one's going to make a mistake? This one. And it proved me wrong because no one made a mistake on Saturday night. So I like to think the tide is turning now. And I think come Thursday night, the boys are going to be up for it. They have to be up for it. Not they might, they have to be up for it because it's it's in our hands to go out there and win and put pressure on hopefully Arsenal going into Monday night against Newcastle. I know we've got a game against Burnley, and I think us and the lads have said numerous times, I'm very I'm more worried about that game because of the turnaround, etc. And we haven't got the, the squad capacity to fulfil, you know, to, to change it up if and when we can. I think we've got to keep the same eleven. I don't think Conte will change that, but it's it's a case of I can't handle the fact that they 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 will get Champions League football on the first North London derby ever at the stadium with loads of fans there, with all the fans there. It's, it will absolutely destroy me.
3: Bridget, can I remember you. I mean, how do you feel that you know that word pressure with Spurs? It's been a word that you know we associate with Spurs not being able to handle it. They went to Anfield on Saturday evening and they faced a team that really Liverpool their record, I think, was it 12 consecutive wins at home? A side that is renowned for being able to find a way to win. They've got many goals in the team. And for being honest with you, bar a very, very, very unlucky deflection, Spurs would have walked away with all three points. So how do you think going into this game, Spurs are going to cope with the pressure knowing that Arsenal, they don't really need to win. Whereas Spurs, they go into it having to win the game. Yeah, I'd,
5: I'd, I'd, I'd be very disappointed if we don't win Thursday. So obviously we have to win. It's must win. You know, they are being drilled by an absolute winner now. And I think he's getting everything out of them. Every every drip he's getting out of them. Um, I was so impressed on, on Saturday. I was so impressed at City. You know, obviously Klopp was criticising us, but at the end of the day, I think Tottenham made it a title race by beating Manchester City. Um, we've got an elite coach now and a world, genuine world-class manager. Uh, as I say, they've got the absolute best out of these players. Um, the worry for me... Is is, is is the game's left. There's not much coming off the bench. I think the team picks itself. I think the you know, barring any injuries, that's the worry for me is if, you know, Session could break down any second, you know, and if there's any injury of any of our players, um, that would be my worry because there isn't a hell of a lot off the bench, you know, obviously bringing Winks and Sanchez and players like that, but they know what they need to do. But as I say, it's a big game, a tough, tough game for Arsenal as well. Big pressure, big atmosphere. And this is why it's so key, this atmosphere it's two games that really stick out for me in terms of atmosphere with Tottenham. The one when down the 2010 with Danny Rose, the goal. And then that, uh, when Kane scored that goal in the tour, when Spurs should have won, that, that was electric that day. Again, another North London derby. We need to bring that Thursday. I don't think it will quite hit up. Ar- no, it's hit Arsenal. They, lack- they haven't got a load of leaders. I've got to give credit to them. Let's not just sit here and say, they're this, they're that, they're jammy, they're that, you know, it's, <laughs> you've got to give them a bit of credit. Um, the problem for me, guys, I, I don't know how you all feel. You know how much of a big fan I am of Conte, and I'm really excited the kind of players they're looking at. I would genuinely be happy if they finished fifth, but Conte and Kane were there next season, because I think Spurs
4: would have a good summer, and, and they look they'd start to look really, really strong. Really Bridget, strong. You're spot on there, mate, and, and I'm sorry to cut you there, but I, yeah. I really would get this across. If you would have told us at the beginning of the season, when we was under Nuno, Right, Frank, Mark, back me up here, right? Spurs will fi- they might finish fifth, right? Whatever happens, we finish fifth, yeah. Regardless of who's fourth, okay. So say let's 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 take Arsenal out of the equation. If we finish fifth with where we was, that ain't a bad season, chaps, is it? Really? You would you, you would have said so you look at the you look at I, the I'll Europa
2: League this season as well, and that's winnable for us next season if if it's what we're, we're given. Um, Being around about if if about yeah. Rangers and Leipzig, we've probably got more chance. we've definitely have got more chance of winning that than we would have the Champions League. But certainly yeah. during the bad times and the low moments under Nuno, if you tell me that we've finished fifth this season, but go into next season with Harry Kane still there, um, and Antonio Conte as our manager, I think a lot lots lots of fans, probably the majority of fans, would have taken that. It's simply because it's Arsenal, lads. It's That's all it is. It's that. That's all it's- it is. It's yes. it's a North London derby
5: battle. They are desperate to finish above us, but what have we done it the last five years?
4: Yeah, something like that. So,
5: yeah. so, so they've got a name for it. Some totterings, though. They got a name for it. Yeah, All nice. right? So for us, yeah, as you say, Conte took over us eighth or ninth, devoid of any ideas. We were talking about not even having a shot on target. Now we're yeah. like the third highest goal scorers. We need to remember where we were. Yeah. This guy is an elite manager. Yes, he doesn't stay for very long. What is long term in football anymore? What is long-term? Do you, yeah. do you, th- do you think Newcastle are going to stick with Eddie Howe for the next two years if they start roaming r- r- up that league? Not a chance. It's about now. I'm getting yeah. on a bit, lads. It's, it's about now. No, you're
4: spot on. Yeah. No, you're right.
5: You're on. On. You're right on. On. No, yeah. no more projects. No more five-year plans. Not in yeah. i want now. That's why I love Conte. No yeah. more rebuilds. Yeah. And, these, and the kind of players they are looking at collectively you know look it is easier to be fourth financially we know that but Hmm. i've also i also know that there's been previous windows where i have been looking out for transfer deals and i'm thinking what is this club doing why are they standing still they're going to go backwards if they're not
4: careful and look what happened well exactly how many times we finished fourth in the last six five six years you know with potter as well and we didn't have a signing all right okay he he, he did he did what he did but we never, we never built. Now, if you're, you're telling me that if we finish fifth, for example, Levy is not going to back Conte. I'll be very shocked if he doesn't. Well, I, I think, and as the we fact know, that Kane yeah. doesn't stay as well, yeah. he has to stay.
3: Yeah, I've said it before, Conte's a a win-now manager. You know, he's not going to be patient and wait. And I think the difference with Spurs is, and Ali Gold said as well that I completely agree with Ali said that, you know, Spurs, I think under this tenureship for once, are going to have to adapt their model to the manager. You know, they're going to have to adapt to what Conte wants rather than ask the manager to adapt to what the board wants. And I think that is going to be very, very critical come to someone they have those discussions because... Conte's not coming to Tottenham. I've always believed this. Conte's not coming here just to finish in the top four. He wants to genuinely believe that he can challenge for a title. And that's very hard. We've got got, like, so of Liverpool, City, Chelsea are going to improve. United are going to improve. Newcastle are going to spend this, Brady says there. So... Yeah, it's going to be difficult.
5: Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think Spurs will finish top four next season under Conte. I, uh, Chelsea are losing Rudiger. They're still going through a, a transfer change. A consortium will mean they can't just go and sign Lukaku, then it turns out to be a disaster. There will be a consortium where they cannot literally sign X amount of players and then, no problem, we'll wipe it off. It can't happen under consortiums anymore. Well, Thomas Tuchel will get frustrated with that. Rudiger's the first one to leave. says that Pilaquetta might be going. Manchester United's going to take a hell of a long time. I firmly believe an Antonio Conte Tottenham will be in the top four next season. It's going to hurt Arsenal coming forth because it's the North London bragging rights. Yeah. But they might take their right eye off the ball playing in Europe. They've not had Europe this season. No. you know, and, and they've had the, okay, audacity might be a bit too strong, but to moan about certain kickoff times and everything like that and when they play but Wednesday, Saturday. When it goes back to Europe again, who's to say they don't get knocked out of the group stage? You know, but, they've got a lot to do as yeah. well. They've yeah. spent money as well. Look, I think Arteta's done it. As I say, he's done it. We can't just say, "Oh, he's, they, they've been jamming." He's done a he's done a pretty good job. But I focusing on the on the club, and it's two big ifs. If if Conte stays, Kane will stay. That's what Tottenham Hotspur have to concentrate on. And I do yeah. hopefully believe. I, we keep saying it every summer: last chance to Loon. Luno Espirito Santo was completely the wrong appointment. But Lee, Daniel Levy, he could tell the toxic atmosphere in that stadium after the Manchester United game, and when that affects him personally. He reacts, and reaction is usually a managerial change. Yep. He would see the difference at the moment. They were so well set up against City, mm. so well set up at Liverpool. And speaking to a couple of players off camera, they couldn't speak highly enough of Conte, like this, this, this manager, what he's done to me, how far he's taken my game. But I think he's reached a limit now with them. And when people say to me, yeah, but what happened against Brighton? Yeah, he's going to lose the odd game. We're gonna lose it's one of, weak, one of the week, one of the weakest benches I've seen it at this football club. Even yeah. in the Martin era, he used to he used to turn used to turn around and go, "Cool, what three strikers should I bring on today?" Yeah. What well, yeah. I've got, Ben the Foe, oh, yeah. But what's he got now? There's a couple of players who you're going to yeah. you're going to Google even from the under twenty two.
3: No, no offense, even the like you said, the academy lads are on. they would make up the numbers. I mean, and they're not ready. They're not no. ready. You know, no, you really. got no. Dan
5: Scarlett. He got Stone Cold Stunnered in every Europa League conference league match, didn't he? He was like a rabbit caught in headlights. Where. He should be just training at the moment with the first team. It's so yep. difficult to bring these players up. You've got to know when the right time is. And it was yep. only really Mora and Bergwijn. He's looking around at the moment. That's not enough. So you are yep. going to get the odd poor result. But yep. I firmly believe next season yep. and we've got to stay positive. that if, if he stays, it's a big if. I think this club's only going to go I'm...
2: moving forward.
4: I think he will stay. I, I, I've got this mad... Let's
2: Let's have it completely right. And let's be totally honest. And, and as Ricky knows, I've been a critic of the, the board and the ownership on this uh, very show as many of the fans have, but did they back him in January? Yes. Yeah.
1: And got you, you see and all,
2: all, all, corners of social media saying he wasn't back. We should have done more. He took a huge financial hit on Dele Ali, a player that he could have sold for probably a hundred million pounds three years ago, two and a half years ago. Um, he's subsidising most of Tangi on the Belly's wages um, at Leon, so <laughs> but he's taken a hit, and this is very unleavy like isn't it, to, to, to structure these deals in this way? Giovanni De is another one he's taken a hit on. Um, he loaned out Brian Hill, and he bought in two players that walked straight into the first team, first eleven. Improved the starting eleven. Two players that Conte wanted, and uh, two players that have been played a part in this resurgence that we've made under Conte. So, that in my opinion was the beginning, the first time that he had an opportunity to to give Conte some of the tools. January is notoriously a difficult window, but to give him some tools to work with and try and improve the squad. And if you look at the the now with hindsight, if you look at the January transfer windows. We probably had the best one. I I know Newcastle was a strong window, but pound for pound. I mean, Coutinho hasn't done a thing in seven or eight games and and Luka Dean's been injured. I'm not saying they're bad players, but, you know, you you look at it now and the contributions that these two players have made, Kulishevsky's numbers, most Mm. Premier League assists since the 1st of February when he made his first appearance, I suppose, Mm. Um, and and becoming one of the, in my opinion, the best, most exciting young talents in Europe, Europe, doing it in the toughest league in, in Europe as well.
3: Yeah, those three as a partnership, Frank, I mean, since Kylosefs has come in, has been remarkable. I just want to bring up one thing, Frank, you just get your thoughts on this. Conte has won only one of the last eight meetings with Arsenal. It's his worst return against any English <laughs> club. Thanks for that. Any Rick. concern? Any... Thanks for that. Any <laughs> concern about
2: that, oh. Frankie? Oh, I mean, if they if they beat us or get a point, it, it, I don't know what we've done as a fan base to deserve these outcomes because if you think back <laughs> to the lasagna Match against West Ham. We lost to oh. West Ham for Arsenal to take our Champions League spot. We finished fourth, and Chelsea took our spot and um, in the in the Champions League. And if that happened again, I mean, it's not a random team, one? or even Manchester United, or, or, or a club that we don't have this rivalry with. It's always the clubs that we're in direct rivalry with
4: mm. that take our place. Or goal, yeah, I mean, well, Frank. Do you remember that one oh. against United? That 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 effectively gave us uh, gave us the the draw, didn't it? Yep, when Mendes's goal, it took us into the Europa League, wasn't it? And the Yelp.
2: But it, it, it was, it was that was, yeah, I think, 20, December and right? I think that was quite a, earlier in the season or January, but I'm talking about at the end fact, of each the, season.
4: The, the, but the point, it's, yeah.
2: it's always our rivals that pipp yeah, us, it's either West Ham or Arsenal or Ch- Chelsea, or they will beat us for, for us to lose out on something. And I just think surely at some point that's going to change. And I think we're all right in a sense that, Content, his mentality, and, and his, yeah. his desperate hunger to win, and his desire—we've sent that rub off on some of these players. Most of these players, to be honest with you, and if we can give him a squad, and not just a decent starting eleven, but a, a proper squad, I think you'd be pleasantly surprised at how closely he could challenge both Liverpool, and Manchester City next season.
5: I, I, I completely agree. I, I, I've got such faith in this this manager. Honestly, he's he's a proven winner, and I, look, I get it with fans. I know there's two things here. I know they love Pochettino. But not now, lads. Not now. And this guy is elite, right? I tell you something. I do get with. I understand with the fans where they sometimes he's he's very non-committal about his future and this and that. And I know there's been games where he's probably gone a bit too far with his criticism and, and not knowing that it's the right, if it's the right club for me, the Burnley away. And I'm like, oh, he's gone a bit too far, you know. By the way, when have I ever cried on Skype? These comments coming in is actually unbelievable,
4: King Never Arthur. Hey, ah, come on, King! i
5: Arthur, 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 listen. I was on there the whole summer saying he'd stay. You've got the wrong man here. I would. I. I was crying with happiness. Um, but yeah, I said he was staying the whole time. Sure? And he didn't leave, did you um, he? <laughs> <son. laughs> Unbelievable. I actually, I actually got told off for being too too passionate. By my producer when I went off oh, there on the show, when I was oh, st- to
3: death of
4: yeah, uh, yeah.
5: articles saying Levy should take the money and all that. Yeah. And I went on there saying, no, there's no yellow sticker on Harry Kane, there's no discount. Oh,
0: yeah. I was crying with rage, King Arthur. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what we will do is we will go for our first break of the show for our listeners and audience.
0: empowering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey.
3: For our watching on YouTube, there's I think over 600 of you plus watching across all of our platforms. Thank you so much. And it's live Premier League football. You're staying tuned with us here for a North London Derby big preview with the wonderful (laughs) Anthony Costa, the brilliant Michael Bridge and the fantastic Frankie Major. What an evening we've got in store Thursday night. Guys, next question I'll ask you all really, starting with you, Anne, is who needs Champions League football more next season? Spurs or Arsenal. Well, we, it,
4: pretty much,
3: it, we do. But. Do you honestly believe that in terms of the clubs? You think Spurs need it what? more?
4: Right, okay. So if we did get Champions League football, there has to be a transfer of the, the best transfer window we've ever had. Right. I'm not talking about just buying players for the sake of buying players. I'm talking about players that Conte wants. Right. If we go into Champions League season. With the squad we've got, and Levy thinks, "Oh, we've done really well this this year." I'm not going to spend. We've got no chance. We're just going to be laughed laughed at. So, in terms of my heart, of course, I want us to be in the Champions League. But my head's saying there's no harm in waiting another year if it doesn't happen this year. It's not the be all and end all. As long as we get into, the, as long as we go for the Europa League, that's me personally. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying if we went into the Champions League. With the squad we've got, forget it. If we're going to Champions League with players that are going to be willing to come and start, then, then the future's bright.
2: I think I think you're right in a sense that we'll get more marquee signings and, and a higher calibre of player um, than yeah. if we weren't in the Champions League than if you win it. But I truly believe that Conte is at such a huge attraction in, in himself as a manager. I think he'll, he'll be able to attract players regardless.
3: Bridget, I, I, you know... Many call this Spurs getting into the Champions League under content. It would be a transformative project to be in the Champions League, then to be able to attract the players that you wants, the calibre of those to bring to the football club. Do you buy that? Is it a massive difference? You know, we know how big Champions League football is, but, you know, United have shown that when they've been out of the Champions League, they've still attracted players, sometimes based on the manager. How different is it for a club of Tottenham size?
5: The majority of players go for money. Uh, it's, it's, they still go for money. I mean, if they, get, if they get a good package, you know, that's what it, a lot of it will come down to at the end of the day. So there's a lot of reasons why some players come and don't come. But, but you know, as I, as I said earlier, you know, Tottenham didn't do enough when they were in the Champions League to retain those spots. Yeah. Um, you know, Maurizio said it time after time. And then when they did do it, they probably didn't get the right players, did they? Endon Ballet, La Celso. You, I look back on the time when I reported on Endon Ballet coming, I thought, why is this such... Why is it just you know, why is there no one else going for him, really?
3: Yeah, <laughs> King Arthur's back respect my <laughs> I Mike. say this
5: boy, I tell you. Um <laughs> but yeah, it's um I don't think it's the be all and end or. And as I say, I think okay. it just comes down to again, it's it's because it's our North London rivals. Mm. So it who just, needs yeah. it
3: more, Mike? Taking taking the taking the Spurs hat off, the neutral hat think, the sky sports on. Who do you think needs it more out the two clubs?
5: I, well, too, Arsenal, Arsenal's bank uh, bank will tell you they need it more. They've not been in Europe and they've been out of the Champions League for a long, long time. Um, And they've had to kind of readjust. They've had to change their level of shopping. Um, You know, people mocked Aaron Ramsdale coming in. I think he's been a good signing. They mocked Benjamin White. He could be their defender for the next five to ten years. We know Romero is an elite player. But they've had to shop in different shops, you know. It's kind of worked for them in a way. They've done all right in the market, but they've spent a lot of money as well, you know. So... It's just recruitment, recruitment, recruitment. You can spend all the money in the world, but you get the wrong players. You know, Paul Bogba is an an academy player at Manchester United. He's Mm. he's about to leave the club for the second time and they paid 80 to 90 million to get him back. That's got to be the worst business of all time. You know, Um, how many times did Chelsea get transfers wrong? You You know, it's not great. But of course, everything for this club we're at is Champions League. The stadium, we've not come to the stadium to watch... Conference League, but not even no. Europa League. Yep. Um, you know, like I've said to you a million times, you know, you don't want to eat a fillet steak with a plastic fork. You know, we, we, we're in this beautiful stadium. We want to see good football as well. Um, Great, totally. It would be it would be some turnaround if they can get fourth. And as I say, time and time again, it's because the team above us is Arsenal. But let's face it: last September, when Ronaldo came in, it looked a close shot, didn't it? The top four. Did but
2: now? It's Everyone's crazy. favourite, the bookies, and, and everyone mm, yeah. else it was manu shoe in yeah. top four. Yeah, and, and I um, think
5: it, yeah, it's wide open this season and, and I genuinely believe it'll be wide open again next season. I really, really do. I don't I don't care what any new Chelsea owner says that but you've got this stat to spend, it will not be yeah, and let's fake, let's remember saying on Antonio Conte, he wins titles. He doesn't yeah. Which was he five out of the last seven, Yeah, six, yeah five yeah. out of the last
3: seven places where he's been he's won a title?
5: Crazy, yeah. crazy stats. He yeah. wants to win things. We all want to win things. We want to win trophies. Yeah. I mean, boys, you've all got West Ham fans. I'd have probably got a taxi to Jupiter if West Ham won the Europa League. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Man, and them one oh. got in the top four. I oh, mean, man. yeah. I know yeah, West yeah. Ham is it, look, that's their big game, Tottenham, but that would have yeah. just finished me off with football. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. even forget it.
2: You know yeah. I, I would have moved that, to Epping Forest, genuinely I, in the middle of I, the I forest. I
5: would not myself I'm, a cave. But but you know, I they were close. They were on the cusp there, and I thought it was all yep. going their way. So it could have been a lot a lot worse this season. Yep. But look, going going back to us, obviously it's 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 huge for both teams, huge. Mm. But yep. like to Arsenal, they've not they've not been in it for so long. So and remember, like back in August, I think their fans were sarcastically cheering their goal, uh, a Man City goal, when they lost five 0 up there. So they've had quite the turnaround. But mm. it's just it's just. How many games have Spurs lost in the league this season? It's, it's sort of over ten. Eleven each. Eleven Yeah. Eleven each. Both of us. That's yeah. it. Is it. Yeah. And, the, and it's, it sounds easy, but this is why I always say you've got to do your job, and everything else is irrelevant. Unfortunately, we've just slipped up a little bit to, of too many times, and they've and they've played teams potentially at the right times. Yeah. But look, if we win our next two, and it huge ifs, of course, I don't like that Burnley midday, but yeah, you know what's funny, price, we're. At-
3: with a question mm. on that, Bridgie, if I can ask you, I think Mark came in with a question, just saying uh, I will find that Mark has asked the question about midday. Um, yeah, about midday. Yeah. Did, did, is there any input there from the club on that? Is that directed by the TV rights? Um, I will find that question. Anything I, I, you know on that, Bridgie? Can share with us on, I on can I,
5: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I can answer that. <clears throat> it's a good question, and I get it. I get it asked quite a lot. I, I, look, it's 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 you know, it's the TV broadcasters with the Premier League and the police um, who, who will discuss it. Uh, if there is a real uh, problem or if they're completely against it, um, then the club can put in some kind of appeal or why they don't want it to happen. Yep. I know it seems like, oh, why does this always happen to us? But I'm I'm sure you've heard Pep Guardiola talk about it. I'm sure you've heard Jurgen Klopp talk about it with their European situation. Um, I think the club can sort of say, why, why is this happening? But it's very rare when it, it, it's... I think there's good, there was more of an issue if it was um, Europe to something, competition to competition. Yeah. Um, but the club, for, from what I un, understand, the club have had no issue with it at all. You know, it's, it's At not, the end
2: of the day, sorry, I was going to say, Bridget, at yep. the end of the day, these broadcasters, Sky in particular, they are the reason these players and managers are on these extortionate wages and there's so much money that goes into football. Um, they have a right, in my opinion... Obviously, the fans matter and count, that's obvious, yeah. but they do have a right to dictate the, these kickoff times. And that's that's just a matter of fact, because without their money, the Premier League wouldn't be this massive juggernaut that it is, uh, that, in my opinion, is the toughest, the highest level of quality and the best league in world football. And a lot of that is down to these broadcasters and the money that they put into our game.
5: Yeah, I do get the frustrations of fans. I, I really, really genuinely do. But, I mean, you look at it the other week with the Liverpool City FA Cup semi-final, We all know it shouldn't have been played at Wembley, but Wembley needs money. So they moved the kickoff to what, half three? You know, and they made, they laid on 83 coaches. It was never going to move because you then set a precedent. What's it next year? Man United v Man City. You know, they're going to get the same issue again. And ultimately, then they'll move it away from Wembley. Wembley can't afford to lose the FA Cup semi-finals. So a long way round of answering it. I think it's a collective thing. It's not literally sky or beating and say, all right, Spurs, yeah, you play midday. See you later and put the phone down. It's a collective co- consultation with the club and the police.
3: Yeah. No, OK, fair. Uh, Frank, you want to come over to you. I mean, listen, we've just seen Arsenal hand Mikel Arteta a longer-term contract. Of course, season's not up yet, but they still feel they obviously have given him that contract from a Spurs perspective. We know Conte's future, to some degree, it's still, as Mike said, non-committal. Who do you think, Frank, same question to you, who do you think needs the Champions League more for where the respective projects are looking to go?
2: Probably both as much as each other, to be totally honest with you. And I also feel that the naming rights, which still haven't been sold, I think that Daniel is waiting for Champions League football because that... Will obviously allow him to charge a premium on probably what he'd get now, well, definitely on what he'd get now. Um I know obviously he wanted to brand the name the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It's pretty obvious from an economical point of view, uh, with these big events, the Anthony Joshua fight, Guns and Roses, Lady Gaga, NFL, rugby. He's obviously getting the brand and the stadium out there to, to a global audience to to attract a, a suitable offer for obviously a 10 or 20 year agreement, what, what he's looking for. But I do think um, he's waiting for Champions League because then he can get the money that he wants. Um, so from a commercial point of view, I think it's it's imperative to Tottenham to obviously get Champions League. But as Bridgie said, from Arsenal's point of view, they've spent a lot of money. Thomas Party was expensive. Gabriel, Ben White, um, Aaron Ramsdale, 30, was he £35 million? Pounds? Um, Odegaard, another £30 million pound player. I mean, he's, he's done a good job, Arteta. We can't deny that. He's got a young side. I mean the, the, the lineup recently, old Nenny, Cedric at right back, Rob Holding at centre back, Lacazette and Eddie and 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 they're getting results. So we let's just not be blinkered here and have our Spurs hats on. He's he's doing a pretty good job. Um but I think if he got Champions League this year, I think it would probably be a year or two ahead of what they expected it from from him. Um however, again, due to the fact that we mucked around with Nuno, which was a terrible appointment, um that set us back. And even if we'd had Conte for for another four or five weeks before he came in, we'd probably be where Chelsea are now, if not in front of them. So that is incredibly frustrating. But again, I I think both the same as each other. I really do. Arsenal from a financial point of view, maybe not from Arteta. I don't think he's under pressure to get Champions League this season. But I also think that the the way that the stadium's set up and the infrastructure of our club now, and the fact that we, we need these naming rights, and I think a lot of that is... Linked to Champions League football, um, I think we need it just as much. So, um, I mean, again, when we appointed Nuno, um, when we sat Nuno and appointed Conte, how many fans thought we'd get Champions League? Really? really. Yeah. Touch and go. You well, would have been happy wanted, again we, with we, fifth. We
3: just one shots, shots on target, frankly Shots on goal, exactly.
2: <laughs> shots on target, and, and to see a better brand of football, but. Um, I, I, to, to answer that obviously with the reasons I'm given, i have given I think from from a commercial point of view definitely both as much as each other but I don't think uh, Arteta's under pressure to deliver that to Arsenal this season I don't um, and I, I think that if, if, as Ant said if we do get Champions League football this season obviously Bridges right players go for money I think Conte's a draw but we, we might just get that extra sort of calibre of player as Paul Torres mm-hmm. turned us down apparently last summer because we didn't have Champions League football yeah. so it could be the difference between certain players and, and others.
5: Well, you make a good point there, Frank, because there are, you know, Tottenham and Arsenal do, do um, shop in very similar markets. You know, there's some seriously good players in Europe and there's a lot that are going to be available this summer. Um, but I mean, take you to, to Tommy Asu, who was on the brink of joining us for a while. And then I think it was his Asian Cup commitment stopped him from joining us and he ends up joining Arsenal. You know, these scouts look and usually end up liking the same players. You know, half of the Premier League were looking at Bruno Gimarish, who I think is, I do respect Newcastle now, but way too good for him at the moment. He stands out like a sore thumb in that Newcastle side. You know, you had every club looking at him. It's just which clubs bite the bullet. Now, I bet your bottom dollar when there'll be players this summer, remember I've said this, who will fancy, suppose fancying a player, Arsenal will look at him as well. And that's the, that's the, That's the worry, is that, well, we can offer him Champions League football. Mm. But the hope for me is we can offer him Antonio Conte, Harry Kane, Hyun Min Son, a a, a very good package as well these days as well.
3: Yeah. No, great points. Absolutely great points. What we will do is we'll go just for another very quick...
0: Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organisations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey, from hiring through benchmarking and development to... The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train, and retain them. Phoenix 51, powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey.
3: Watching audience, there still needs 600, 700 of you watching us live across all our platforms. On an evening where, like I say, there's Premier League football. So thank you so much for all your incredible support. Just want to have a quick, Diving to guys, the, the key players that may decide this North London derby against Arsenal. Uh, and starting with you, you know, yeah. we'll look at Arsenal to begin with. You know, from kind of attack to defense, Arsenal have, may you say, kind of three players in particular, the likes of Tommy, Yasu, Granite, Jacker, Eddie, and that have almost seen them really in the last few weeks really bring a resurgence of form. You know, we've just also seen talks, and Frank mentioned a minute ago, El Nini is actually I think now open talks with Arsenal over a new contract. Anyone looking at them this season when you've when you unfortunately had the displeasure to have to watch them. Anyone that you you fear going into this game that we're going to need to really keep an eye on.
4: I think I think I think uh, Saka for sure. Um, I think he might cause us problems. I think he'll for some reason I've got his feeling he's going to keep switching wings, mate. So one minute on Emerson, then next minute on maybe Cessignon. I think we've got to keep our wits about us because he is he's you know taking my Tottenham out of off, uh, he is a good player. Um, the, the forwards don't really worry me as much. I think it's, you've got, I think I think with Arsenal, you've got to get in there. Yeah, Martin Eddy may be, too, uh, uh, but he's hardly placed, does he? He's been playing in Ketia now, is not he? So, I think we've got to be on our game, mate. Um, it, as Bridgie said when we first started talking, form goes out the window. Um, I worry, uh, you know, I worry, Maybe for our wing backs, I think I don't want him to, you know, have a mistake in them. Um, I need to be confident going forward, and and we've got we need that ball where where he's going to cause problems, and I, that's that's how Conte's system works. Um, I think I'm I'm quietly confident with our defence, and and you know just try and shut Saka down, and just try and frustrate him during the game. Do you know what I mean? Because he can cause problems for yeah,
3: sure. There's been rumours, Mark, that Arsenal might stick that extra man in midfield. Obviously, they're coming to Spurs, not actually needing to win the game. How, how do you
4: think? You know, you look, look at well, the This worries teams. me, Rick. This yeah. worries me. They've got that yeah. extra man. You've yeah. said it before. We haven't got that player to unlock the defence. Maybe you can say Kane, but do Arsenal play that high-ish line? They, not really, do well, they? Not particularly. They no, they don't. No, no. They're, they're almost so, the opposite.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, they're, exactly. they would have would have. Yeah, What's they that? would have watched. I mean, they would have watched the the Brentford, the Brighton games, and they would look at that as a blueprint and think, okay, we know the way we're going to set up against Spurs to frustrate them, to really, like I say, in, limit the chances, and then hit us on the counter attack. You know, Bridget, for all there. You know, they've got some attackers in there, but I mean, Al almost been the uh, the revival for them in the last few weeks. How, how do you think Arsenal would approach? And who do you who's your most concerning player um, or concerning players that we need to fear from an Arsenal perspective on that counter?
5: I think Odegaard's had a good season. Um, he's proved to be... Um, oh, a about him, yeah. A bit of a leader, really. Obviously, Nketi is born again. Saka, as, as Ants mentioned, a, a genuinely very, very good player. Um, Ramsdale is one of those who could potentially have a weldy. He'll try and win...
4: It's against us, isn't it? Appreciate
5: yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah. When that leads goalie Sunday. When does that ever happen to us? You know, you've got to laugh, haven't you? Oh my God, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. The Arsenal will know... But I just think, and I hope, this cauldron of atmosphere, you know, and that sometimes leads to a wonder goal from nowhere, from a play you don't expect. Um, I can't see this being one where the crowd get frustrated. They'll know. They'll know. The difference is, obviously, a, a point is a great point for Arsenal. But the, the key is, is that, that Romero doesn't go over the top, yep. who is becoming, for me, well, to all right. of us guys, you know, yep. elite Absolutely elite. There you know, he's not—he's not—he's not the full package yet. But he, you know, he's—he's—you he's, know—he's—he's he's that close. But the one little worry for me still is—is is if Mark, someone tries to wind him up and he goes for him, you know, because yes. you do not want that in this game. Yeah. But there's there's yeah. no—I don't know—I don't know. Back in the day, there's always someone in the Arsenal t- side, and even like early nineties, that you could pick about nine of them who'd really get on your wick. You know, I can't like. And then the nearer times, you know, everyone used to, you know, not didn't really like Jack Wilshire or a few of the others, you know, just they, nothing you like, nothing likeable about them. There's none of these that really stand out unless I'm totally mistaken, where you just, you just want to sort of someone to go in on them, if you know what I mean. So, but, so that's where we have to be totally disciplined because mm. I think they'll make mistakes. I think it's, you know, if Cedric plays at left back, for example. You know, when Kieran Tierney got injured, I thought that was a huge loss for Arsenal. Yes. You know, Thomas Partey, you know, I, if I'm an Arsenal supporter, I'm worried about Kane. I'm worried about Song. I'm worried about Kudelski. You know, I never would have thought a month ago I'd be in bed pining for Matt Doherty's return. You know, that's the Conte, that's what he's, these players, you know, Yeah. I think, you know, Saturday, did he tell Emerson to be a bit more defensively disciplined? Because I think Emerson's actually all right at the back. It's just the going forward he offers. I totally agree. Yeah, I think he's yeah. been quite solid defensively. Yeah, so I think maybe Conte sort of yeah. said, just slow it down maybe, we'll get, you know, but, you know, I, I'm not so, you know, he played well Saturday, credit where it's due. So <laughs> they will defend, they, they're going to frustrate. So an early goal could be key. An early goal could be key for sure.
3: Mm. Yeah, Frank. What do you think in terms of the two teams? When you look at them, like Bridget said, there, you know, we've gone past the days of the Pireses, the Wilshiers, where there's players in there that really do irritate you and wind you up. Of course, this we still want to see. You know, we want Spurs to be ready. We want them to be physical in, you know, in, in the right way. But as we said there, we must keep our heads. You know, Xhaka. To be fair, you know, still for me, looks like if you get at him, he's got a red card in it. He's you know? a red
2: card waiting to happen, definitely. Yeah. And I think yeah. that typically they like to dominate the ball and play on the front foot. And um, I think that will change because they only need a point. I think they'll pack them in field probably. Um, I think Bridges, right? Odegaard, although he's not getting many goals and assists, everything runs through him in that team. He is the orchestrator, he's the dictator in that team. So we, we need to do a job on him. Um, and I just feel that without Partey, without Tierney, if we can't beat them at home when they're not on their, their, their best, I mean, Tierney's a top player for them. Cedric is a big drop down in quality from Tierney. And Thomas Partey, when fit, He's a top, top football player. He is. He's a brilliant, he's a, he's a bit of a monster in midfield. So, if if we can't beat this Arsenal side, regardless if they try and stifle and frustrate us at home, with some of their key players missing, um, we won't deserve top four. And my only concern, really, is touching upon the Mac Doherty situation. He's now regulon because it's touch and go whether he's going to be fit again this season. So, we have setting his injury record. And um and obviously just having one right back with Emerson Royale, what would happen if one of those are injured? Who would come in? Would it be Ben Davis? Would obviously push up to left wing back and we'd have to have Sanchez at the back. That would be a change. Um but I, I quite like the balance of Ben Davis with that left foot at left sided centre back. So it would upset the the shape of the team and the balance. So we've got to be quite lucky with injuries. But I think Gabriel has got a mistake in him, Jack has got a mistake in him, El Nenny's been playing well recently, but I don't think he's a he's a top player. Um, and Conte will know this. Conte will know who to get at, who to target, and um, and I think again, for I'm I'm not usually the most confident Spurs fan. I think we've all been through the mire with this club supporting them for as long as I've supported them, anyway. But I feel confident in this game because again, the home record that we we've got against Arsenal in the league, um, I think we've got more standout match winners, the front three particularly. Um, and Son at home, Son's home form is ridiculous and I, I, I'm actually going to put it out there and guarantee that Son scores at least one goal on Thursday um, I think because he's home, problems. his record, I'm just saying, his record at the new stadium man, is phenomenal, yeah, phenomenal, isn't it? It's, it's
4: unbelievable. unbelievable. I, yeah, I, it's... I think we've got to be brave. I, I think, I think the lads have got to be brave and I think, I think Bridget touched upon Romero. Romero's got to keep his head, you know, because they're going to get at him. It's a North London derby. They'll be targeting They'll be, be targeting
3: him. Well him. They'll, they'll
4: be targeting Yeah, the they will be, be targeting him. him. Which is fine. We, we can accept that. But what I don't want is a silly back pass and Martinelli nips in and, 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 and scores. Or dire silly handball or do you know well, what it mean? was a can there was enough. a couple
2: weren't there we had Larice through the ball straight to oh. Trent on, on the other night and Romero yeah, they're and Davis their passing they're they're to be fair to you, Dyer Dyer did not put a foot wrong at Anfield. He did not put a phenomenal foot he was wrong phenomenal. The, um, the block was the two, unbelievable. two outside him though the two outside him their pass was passing was very erratic and um I hope Romero keeps his head which I think he has. I think since he needed what was it two bookings where he would have picked up a suspension. He hasn't been booked. Um, his discipline's been a lot better, and uh, he seems to have matured, and, and you know, to the pace of the Premier League, and, and not getting lost with it and, and diving in as much. So I, I think that I think we're in good shape. We're in better shape than they are um, going into this game because if we were missing um,
3: well, you've got two, remember, think, two players yeah. as
2: important as Party yeah. and Tierney, um, there would be big blows for us with, with the, mm-hmm. the lack of options that we've got.
4: Yeah, shout out like, Eric Dyer as well. Well, yeah, yep. shout out yep. to him. Absolute Absolutely, shout out to him, mate. Absolutely, it's been, it's been absolutely fantastic this season, and and fair play to him, you know, because he has had he's had he's, he's come under a lot of criticism over the years, and, and you know, for, for his performances. But for Conte to change the guy, I mean, you've seen his presence, someone like Dyer. You've seen him gone from you know a boy to a man overnight, sort of thing. From from playing under Nuno back in September, August, to, to now in May, Dyer's just excelled and long may it continue. A lot, of, you know, a lot of our group in it, Rick and Frank, you know, oh, he should be playing for England. Yeah, he should be. But I I've still, still him, got a lot of I, haters, I, then. there's still a lot of players, haters,
2: which, which surprises me. There's still a lot of haters for Eric Dyer. I firmly but I firmly believe if the World Cup was in June, he'd be in the squad. 100 percent
5: Lead this form as well. Plays yeah, in midfield, 100. percent He needs to look at other players, in Southgate. But look, Di is another great example, and it's great people not obviously noticing what, what Conte has done in such a short space of time. Yeah, yeah. A, you know, look at Ben Davies, left centre. Okay, not always great, but ultimately been pretty solid this season. He's yeah. been one. Of, he was one of the players everyone wanted out the door nearly every summer. You know, give this guy a preseason, give this guy money, and I'm excited, genuinely. As I've said, mm. I will hate the next few weeks. I'll be muting people all about <laughs> Arsenal, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's going to annoy me. I know. But if you, as I said, if you tell me that it's going to be Conte next season with the players who he wants to keep and mm. the ones he's looking at, bring it on. I will yep. I will suffer a few weeks of banter. I promise you that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. Before we go into close the show and terms of predictions, just a quick reminder that tonight's episode of Last One on Spurs is sponsored by the Beaver Town Corner <laughs> Pin. That's the Beaver Town Pub Bang opposite the South Stand. They've been doing some amazing screenings of all Spurs, televised away games. And, of course, always there pre-match as well. We're down there, of course, on Thursday evening. They're very, very early. Although uh, some, yeah, maybe too early, where we're going to start. But, listen, it is it's a birthday in the hour. So we're going to have to you know, roll and see how we get along. Although, let's see, let's see if we're celebrating a birthday later on that evening, of course, Frankie Major. Um, of course, you know... Make sure you check them out. Great beer, great food, great company down there. They've got a giant telling the garland pre match build up a gimme, gimme, gimme. And you know the rest, of course, the entire Beaver Town range. Go and check them out. Brilliant Beaver Town. Down, of course, at the
1: corner pin. Harry Simeon here from the Chronicles of Aguna podcast. Huge, huge game coming up. The North London derby is always a huge, huge game, but there's obviously lots and lots riding on this one. Uh, Placing the Champions League is up for grabs, of course. Um, Arsenal with that four-point lead over Spurs at the moment, which means that coming into the game, Arsenal don't really need a victory. A victory would be great. It would be nice to wrap it up uh, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But, of course... I think the remit for Arsenal is that this is very much a must-not-lose as opposed to a must-win game. If Tottenham were to take all three points and close the gap on Arsenal to within a point, well, they'll fancy their chances of overtaking us because, of course, of that tricky fixture we have in particular away at Newcastle coming up on Monday night. So lots and lots riding on this one, lots and lots at stake. From an Arsenal point of view, I'm a little bit concerned about the sort of Mentality going into this game because of that very fact, because this is a must not lose as opposed to being a must win. I think sometimes when your task is clear, when you know exactly what it is you're after and exactly what it is you need, it can be easier to prepare. And I think that one of the challenges that Mikel Arteta faces going into this game is deciding on what the approach is going to be. Now, I don't watch Tottenham every single week, I've seen a fair bit of them this season, and my assessment would be overall that. Actually, they're a side that prefer to play on the transition. They're a side that prefer for you to come onto them and then they look to exploit those spaces in behind. And I just wonder if Mikel Arteta will think that going into this game, we'd be better off sitting with a low block and actually tasking Tottenham with trying to break us down and looking to play on the transition ourselves. I think the introduction of Eddie Nketiah into the team in recent weeks and obviously the likes of... Uh, S- uh Saka and Odegaard and potentially Smith Rowe or Martinelli on the left-hand side give us the ability to play that way as well. Um we're hoping that Ben White will be back in which case he can slot into the defense and you might well see Arsenal play with a similar system to the one that they did up at Stamford Bridge just a few weeks ago. You could see Tommy Asu play at left-back like he did at the weekend. Ben White play at right-back if indeed he's fit, along with Holding and Gabriel as centre-backs. And that's shifting um, sort of in-game into different systems and different shapes to suit the game state. I wouldn't be surprised if Mikel Arteta was to go down that route. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see how he opts to approach this. But as I say, for Arsenal, I think that You know, avoiding defeat here is a huge, huge step towards that Champions League qualification. And I can't speak from a Spurs perspective, but from an Arsenal point of view, to get back in the Champions League now would really accelerate the project and the process that we're seeing being undertaken by Mikel Arteta, Edu and their staff, because it gives you a status. It gives you uh, financial power greater than what you would have if you're in the Europa League it makes the club far more appealing to, to sort of suitors that you're looking at. And from Tottenham's perspective, I guess there's been a lot of noises about Antonio Conte. I'm not convinced that all of them are true, but I do think he's the type of manager that if they do miss out on Champions League football, will at the very least reevaluate his situation at the club. And that can't be a good thing because he's a top, top coach and you want to keep him for as long as possible and you want to keep him happy and you want to match his ambitions in order to do that. So I think this is a real key defining season for both of these two clubs in terms of what we're going to see in the next few years Um, so yeah lots and lots at stake lots to play for Um, I've never visited the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium the new one anyway so uh, that's going to be interesting as well they tell me it's great I'll uh, find out for myself Um, but hopefully it's Arsenal that are coming away uh, with the result and um, as I say three points does the trick um, and then we can sort of put our feet up and relax but I'm not silly. I've been to enough North London derbies and watched enough North London derbies to know that this is going to be a really, really difficult night. It's going to be a really difficult game. I'm expecting a cracking atmosphere. In terms of my prediction, I'm going to go with a KG 1-1 draw. Low scoring draw, I think, is probably the most likely outcome. Um, In terms of Arsenal's lineup, if I had to predict it, I'd say it's going to be Ramsdale in goal. White holding Gabriel and Tomiyasu across the back line. Xhaka and El in midfield with Odegaard just in front of them. Saka from the right. I'd guess Emil Smith row from the left with Eddie and Kettia through the middle. So that would be my predicted lineup. As I say, interesting to see whether Mikel Arteta adopts a pragmatic approach or whether he goes for a more bolder and braver approach and feels that we can really go there and, uh, and impose ourselves on Spurs. I think that's a risky way to go given your strengths on the transition. So um, that's my take on it. And um, We'll see who comes out on top. Cheers.
3: Right, guys. We're into the final home stretch. We're just going to now look at the team news ahead of this game. Obviously, Conte's been talking today in his pre match press conference. Um, not a huge amount coming out of that. I think, as we know at the moment, probably the 11 really picks itself. We know, you know, most likely we're going to probably see Session Young and Emerson Royal holding the fault as the wing backs. Ben Davis still sticking in that position, of course, as the left sided centre back. Um, as for Arsenal, Ben Wyatt, Obviously, he's missed the last two games through a hamstring injury. There is hope that he will shake that off in time for Thursday. And also, Arteta has played down any fears of Bakaya Sacco not being available for the weekend. And as we know, confirmed earlier, Thomas Partey, Kieran Sini do miss out of the team. And um, we'll start with you, Ant. Really, is it team really picking itself, as I've said there, Ant? Do you see any... Yeah, the
4: to- team picks itself. Yeah, I, I, as I've said on, your, on the shows before... I'd like to see a change at right wing back. Maybe give Birdwine a bit of a shout, a bit of a run because it might be his last, you know, one of his last home games at Spurs. Because obviously there's talk of him going to Ajax in the summer, and I for one have had a bit of a soft spot for him, especially this season. I think he could have kicked on and, and, and done a, a lot more of what he's done um, with his confidence. But I think coming back to your question, sorry, I, I, I went off track. I think that the team does pick itself, um, and yeah think it will go down, you know, the 3-4-3 three, three system. So,
2: mm-hmm.
4: yeah.
3: How important, Mike, coming over to you, team news-wise, do, do you expect or envisage any changes? And if you don't, how important are those wing-backs on the evening for Spurs?
5: Well, look, I mean, this contest probably one criticism, one or two criticisms he receives from people slash fans is he's very stuck in his ways, you know, when we've had disappointing results or not much backup, is the importance of these wing-backs. Let's face it. If Tottenham upgrade their wing backs this summer, wow, well, you know it, it, it would be some upgrade. What are you laughing at?
3: What's that noise? Is even
4: someone? What's in that
2: snoring off. noise? Is someone in your?
4: Is someone snoring in your?
1: Someone <laughs> snoring at Bridges' <laughs> house.
4: <laughs> Bridges sent someone to sleep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's the father-in-law. He's back.
4: He's father <laughs>
3: He's gone early, he's gone early
4: We
2: will bring him back round, I tell you Bridget's got his (laughs) father in all round and we we (laughs) were speaking (laughs) to him off air and it appears he's had one or two jars of of something So,
4: uh Right (laughs) Right
3: It, I'm going to say, you know what? We've had some wonderful clips of last one on Spurs this season. We have to find a way of clipping these up for the end of <laughs> the population. It just gets too much. It's always, you know, when Bridgie comes on, we've always got something going on. We've got the Wi-Fi, we've got storage. We've always got something. It's just magnificent.
4: So what? Magnificent, made me laugh was Bridgie's trying to be really serious, and we're just I don't know what you're laughing at.
3: You know what I mean? It was Frank's face. Frank's face looked, it was like... <laughs> <laughs>
2: At first, the first couple of grunts or whatever, I thought it was someone yeah, no. dug. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Did you blow, up? Did you blow up? No. Oh, oh my God. Right, <laughs> let's come, come out of you, Frankie. Um, what's, what's the question? Right? What, well, what oh, are we, we talking
5: it? about? The I side line seen oh, the the, yeah, the, yeah, the key to the wing back, The wing back, it. Back, it. Back, I mean, the wing I mean, you back. know, I, I, I personally I think Reguil's got a future there. So, and, and yeah. it's, a, it's amazing that we missed... <laughs>
3: Oh it's God! Oh my God! Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's just so hard, isn't it? pretty <laughs> honestly, <Sorry>. but those... <laughs> I thought I was on mute. I'm sorry, mate. We're gonna come. We're gonna. We're
4: gonna. We're gonna, we're gonna,
3: we're gonna Bridget, honestly, go in terms of wing backs for you. Um, how pivotal is that, Emerson Royale keeping his head defensively? Oh, I mean, we know absolutely. going forward that's absolutely. the only thing that really lacks in his game, but defensively, he showed himself to be really solid against uh, Liverpool.
5: Massively, I mean, look, you know, <laughs> ants kill me. Yeah? Um, I, who'd have thought we'd miss Doherty You know, and yeah. you know, he, yes, he, people will. I was told that you know he was he's been told to find another club in January, which which he really didn't like. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's um it's it's going to be key. And if Tottenham get these new wing backs they're looking at for the summer, then I, I really think it's going to push them on.
3: Yeah, come out of you, Frankie. <laughs> Team News wires going into this one. You know, you, would you expect Spurs to keep the same eleven as we saw against Liverpool? Do you see any enforced changes based no on changes. the facts?
0: Yeah.
2: No changes. I think Cessignon can take confidence from his performance um at Liverpool because he was brilliant defensively. Um Salah in his pocket again for, for the second game running against Liverpool. And uh, I think Emerson Royal was much improved. I mean, defensively, as we've we've said, he's 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 pretty decent, but it's just those that final ball sometimes. If he can make better decisions and whip a better ball in. I think his approach play was a lot better against Liverpool. You know, looking for one-twos, looking to... He looked quite confident on the ball, which he hasn't done in recent games. So we we need more of the same from from Emerson Royale, more more confidence from both wing-backs. Get at these Arsenal defenders, particularly if he's got even Tommy Asu on his side, uh, left-back, because he's right-footed. So go on his outside. If it's Cedric, get at Cedric. Do you know what I mean? He'll have Kulisevsky there with him as well. He's an intelligent footballer. Who he can who he can work little one twos with in, in the right spaces. So, yeah, um, no changes. Um, again, we've got to be lucky with injuries because the bench options aren't that great. Um, and yeah, I don't see I don't see anything changing in this game.
3: Right, guys, we're gonna look to close it with predictions if we can try and get through the next couple of minutes. Let's uh, let's start with Ann. Ann, big game. Yeah. You're gonna be there.
4: We're all gonna be, I'm gonna be there. there with 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 the man on the screen, Mr. Bridge. Um, he's kindly uh, from ticket, so I'm going to be sitting there uh, with Bridgie, um, obviously celebrating Frank's birthday as well. You're coming as well, Rick, by the way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for reminding what me. Pred- <laughs> what am I predicting? Um, well, I hope that ain't a snore fest. Um, is <laughs> quite literally, quite literally. <laughs> uh, no, listen, obviously, I'm going to go for a Spurs win. Uh, I'm going to say 3 1 Spurs, okay? Well, 3 1 Spurs, yeah.
3: keep it alive. And Anne, very quickly, if we do, obviously, 3 1, do you still feel confident we can make the top four?
4: Uh let's win let's try and win all our games, mate. Okay. Yeah. But okay, it ain't level. a bad season if
3: we don't, right? So mm. I'm just going out of it. Okay,
5: level winning answer. Bridgie. Uh think? a nervy two one. Nervy two one. I, I do yeah. <laughs> I do think I do think we'll win, but a nervy two one.
3: <laughs> two one from Bridgie. Frankie how to are you?
2: What are you going to go for? Uh, 2-0 or 3-1. I think we'll win by a couple of goals. I think the atmosphere would be too much for this young Arsenal side. I think we'll take the game to them. And uh, just to add in, Rick, I wanted to slip this in, that over the last week, I've actually been trying to liaise with the yes. club and the supporters' yes. trust regarding yes. the atmosphere at this stadium. Now, there is a yes. fantastic Twitter page, uh, Tottenham Flags, that is going around at the moment doing a bit of crowdfunding and fundraising to try and raise some money to basically try and make this massive single stand south stand that we've got which has been designed specifically to generate noise and an atmosphere um, and to try and almost put us obviously put our own stamp on it but to make it our own cop to make it our own big yellow wall to make it our own celtic park which is needed so we're talking big flags and banners of bill nicholson and some of the club legends ledley king with quotes you know this is my club my one and only club scarves this is what we need again I, I, it will be unique it will be our own but look at anfield's cop look at anfield's cop don't do so so get behind these boys, put some money in, even if it's a couple of pounds or whatever, to try and get this this going. And uh, a couple of other suggestions that we've, uh, I've made as well to the club, mm. to a gentleman yep. called Levi Harris, who hasn't responded yet. But I've been in contact with Dan, the drummer. He used to be the drummer in Park Lane back in the day at the old stadium. He's willing to make a comeback on Thursday with a view to obviously come back next season. Now, yep. the club apparently have allowed him to come back. I've been liaising with Cat at the Supporters Trust, who, by the way, has been so helpful with this and, and given me so much information. But Cat um, uh, has said that the club allowed Dan to come back uh, with a couple of stipulations, one of them being that he can't entice, he can't drum up songs that encourage the Y word, basically. So we're, yep. we're working on a couple of things. I've spoken to Dan. I'm going to speak to the club. So hopefully we'll get him back for this game, get him drumming in that big south stand. Yep. So, so we've been working on that. And one last thing as well, I want to do a shout out to Spurs underscore Reach on Twitter, which is a friend of mine's initiative. Um, they've been working with a club. The club actually put a tweet out there today. Um, Ryan Sess and Yon Tanganga have done some stuff with these guys. Good people. Um, they've just started a Twitter page and, and social media. Basically, the group is their mission is to promote the values of Spurs supporters from diverse backgrounds and champion diversity and equality and inclusion. Because football is for everyone, as we know. Part yes. of the reason it is the beautiful game is because it's so inclusive, it's so global. And uh, I just like what these guys are doing because um, we've come a long way in the last 30 to 40 years in particular of um, who can attend football matches because it wasn't always like that, which is ridiculous to think of in the world that we live in now. Um, and it's basically anyone can sort of get behind them. Um, so they're brilliant as well. Follow them, but obviously try and get behind these Tottenham flags. I really like what they're doing. And uh, hopefully, guys, I'll get some news tomorrow and we can get Dan the drummer back, bring the Spurs drummer back, get him pounding that drum to get the atmosphere up. And then hopefully by this time next season, we'll have our own proper south stand with flags and scarves and banners and a lot of history on the stadium. And we'll have a drummer back, drumming his thing, doing his thing, getting the atmosphere up because we can make this stadium Mm. a real cauldron. and, And sometimes it isn't. So this is why I'm trying to do this and, and and I think everyone should sort of get behind it, um, yeah. and yeah, that's what I wanted to say. So two two yeah, good initiatives, two, a lot of stuff going on that we're trying to get going. Um, so make sure you support Port both. Absolutely, Top man, Frank. Top fantastic.
3: Man. No, listen, we need to make that. And I think you, frankly, said it yourself. You know, we've got to make this stadium like a cauldron on Thursday. You know, it's really important that the atmosphere in that stadium is not for the first minute. It's not just the last minute. It's for the full entire game, right? We need to make that stadium. Really intimidating. Well, because even young... just quickly,
2: another another suggestion I've had is, you know, the digital LED banners where yeah. they show AIA and the supporters groups and all the rest of it. I, I've yeah. asked the club if they would be willing to put all the trophies we've won that go around in rotation during match days. Yeah. Like Arsenal have got, sorry to use Arsenal mm. as an example, but they've got mm. all their trophies on 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 the hoardings. We haven't got anything yeah. like that in the stadium, so it would be mm. quite cool if you know. We're always told that we've never won any trophies. We've got a history. And um, I, I, the club haven't responded yet, but I've, I've put that forward. I think it's a great idea. And uh, all these little suggestions and little things, just in my opinion, gives the stadium its own identity um, and it, it will add to the atmosphere and the matchday experience for every single Tottenham Hotspur fan during <clears throat> these matches. Yeah. I mean, love it, Frank. Fantastic. fantastic. No, Brilliant, honestly, mate.
3: fantastic. Brilliant. And thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Listen, it's going to be a massive, massive game, of course, on Thursday night. Yeah. All of yeah. us are going to be there. Yeah, so um, if you do see us, come and say hello. Obviously, seeing us before the kickoff is probably better than afterwards. I'm not sure what state of mind we're all being after. <laughs> so being So, honest with you, I mean, there will be, a, I must say, there will be a post-match show, show. Just don't ask me how that's being produced and how it's being developed. But uh, we'll let you know. I know Bridget's face kind of sounds, seems where I'm at. I don't know where it's being done. But I know, I know Bridget, unbelievable it's being done somehow. I know, top, I can't believe myself.
5: Top, top broadcaster, mate. You're well, a top broadcaster. We try, you, we try. Bridgie.
3: Yeah. where can we find you? Where can we find the amazing work you do?
5: uh well Michael Bridge underscore on twitter um i'll be a majority on sky sports news throughout the summer always thanks to the supporters for their really nice interaction i know you get frustrated by a few things but you you're always very good to me so a thank you from me uh Pleasure to the supporters because at the end of the day boys and girls yeah. i'm a diehard fan but so yep. thank you the people who come up to me in the ground you're always very kind always very nice as i say i know you get frustrated with a few things you can always ask me questions
2: and i try and answer them as best i can so thank you yep.
3: And don't oh, blame man. him, it's not the right answer.
2: Bridgie's fantastic yeah. as well. Bridgie does the darts, which he's brilliant at, the pool yeah, yeah, yeah. now on yeah. Sky, as well as oh, yeah, the football. He's a man of many talents and uh, yeah. one of the best they've got on there, if not the best. So. Oh, cheers, Frank. Well, he's the cheers, man. Appreciate no, it. Thank you.
3: Thank I just you. hope we keep seeing as many Travis as Bridgie keeps man. seeing.
5: Yeah. I'm sick of handing him out.
3: Yeah. Can you have some more players eventually,
5: please? Yeah, I, know. I'll tell you, I, know. please.
3: I know. I know. And a wonderful yeah. Frankie Major. Frankie from us all, wishing you a very happy birthday. I hope for you. You get the best. Can't wait till Thursday.
2: Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Buy your drink, Thursday.
3: Amazing, guys. From Ant, from Bridgie, from Frankie, from myself. Guys, keep safe, keep well, enjoy the game. As Ant puts up on the screen there, keep the faith and come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs.
5: Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry. Ooh, a book club.